Here we go. Five down, two to go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Come on, bloody come on. England stride on to beat Denmark at Wembley. It's Sunday, 4th of July. I'm Marcus Spaller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. Wasn't it? Oh, wasn't it easy? What a joy. I think that's the it's first. like having a football bath. That's the first time we've meant that. <laughs> oh, Andy. Andy, did you see us? Did you fucking see us, Andy Brazel? You see, Marcus, as my first easy. <laughs> That made me feel a bit tense because I didn't want to get the timing of it wrong. I felt a lot more tense oh, during that Andy. than I felt at any yeah. stage Andy on Brassel. Saturday night. Gentlemen, this is why we do this, isn't it? <laughs> this is why we do this. This is why we love football. Oh, this your, is what you want. Your voice suggests that you had a big one last it's, night, Jim. It's a little, it's a little reedy. It's... Right, yeah, let's just address that now. <laughs> I this is <laughs> this is not the first time I've loudly expressed myself this weekend. Oh yes. <laughs> well, England, England four nil winners against Ukraine. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. It's the, the second time England have scored four. Um, in in the knockouts of a major tournament, of course, we won't say when the last time was because there's no need for that kind of crap. Um, but it took, I mean, it took more than ninety minutes. Yes, yeah. It, it, I mean, can, can they do it on a warm night in Rome? Oh, yes, they can, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, they bloody can. I mean, it's remarkable this England side, the way we kind of go into it with our baggage and yes. go, oh, I do, I do, I do tricky, oh, you're a nice professional job. And they score early, Jim, and you go, yeah. well, that's just the ticket, isn't it? Absolutely. And again, it was control, wasn't it? Yes. They, were the, they are the protagonists in every game so far in the tournament. It'd be interesting to see what happens when they, it, it, you know, in the next game, Let's we'll come on to it later, obviously. Um, what happens if that is challenged? You know, yeah. somebody else kind of takes the mantle a bit and sets the agenda in a way where you, you lose a little bit of that control. But I mean... It, England are in a semi-final of the Euros without conceding a goal. Mm. It is genuinely astonishing stuff. It's everything you would want to happen. And you can plan for that, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can execute it. But I feel like, aside from the Scotland game, obviously, where England, I think, you know, underestimated mm -hmm. both Scotland as a team and the occasion as well. Mm -hmm. Everything else has been pitch perfect, mm. this included. It's it's just been absolutely remarkable. And the way that Southgate has rotated the squad as well oh. has, has kept it fresh. Mm, Andy, your Please. man Jaden Sancho involved. Perhaps we'll come to that in a moment. Well, we, yeah, we said we said it, or I said he'd have his moment at some point yeah, during this mm -hmm. tournament. I'm not sure that's quite it. I think there's a little bit sure. more to come. But you know what? I feel not only the incredible calmness of the game, the performance, because this was, wasn't just control, this was fun control yes what, what, what wasn't wasn't it <laughs> yeah. um two words that don't normally go together yeah, i was about to say but, like, but organized fun been, yeah someone's got to arrange the stack, it was fresh as week they? yeah <laughs> you do sound like a bit of a despot leader there <laughs> come on it's fun control people okay but i have have to say having been talked through the bare facts by nick cave i feel it is serious <laughs> now <laughs> it's good but what what Andy, what did you make of it again people before the game you're thinking to yourself ukraine are here on merit i know they um 
they they finished third, didn't they? Was it third they finished? Yeah, they did. They... they did finish third, and they lost a couple of games, but they went through. But they're a seeded side. They were impressive yeah. in qualification. Da 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 da. da. Um, and they've beaten a decent Sweden side as well, who have been quite good. Obviously, mm. aided with the sending off, you could say. So it was. But England were favourites going into yeah, the absolutely. game. And I, I I don't I don't know I the, the doing down Ukraine half of it I don't really want to do because I think we should concentrate no but I'm saying that they they were a worthy opponent they were the worst third place side by some distance in in my opinion okay now you're doing them down yeah (laughs) you've let me into it that's what happens ladies and gentlemen you've let me into it I built them up so much that he had to do them down and now he's going to eat his words (laughs) Louis Theroux over there (laughs) tricking people into showing their cards go on Andy say something else outrageous go on But you do hate Ukraine, though, do you? Don't you? Andrew? No, 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 I'm joking. Go on, go on. Sorry, you were going to say something actually uh, the, sensible. The, the big start is hugely important mm. as as well to 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 not let them get set. And it, it was Raheem Sterling again. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, what I found remarkable is that some some people have, I think, not entirely grasped how good Sterling has been. I in completely this agree with because you because they've just gone. Oh, it's the goals. I suppose we've got to give, give him some credit for the yeah. goals. It's like, no, that's nonsense. Especially not just in a team that mm-hmm. doesn't really have that much natural width, but in a tournament where teams don't have that mm-hmm. much natural width. Sterling has said, right, I'm going to make stuff happen in the most congested part of the pitch. And that is what he has done in every game. He has opened up space in yeah. the centre of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you can put into words, in the context of this tournament, with players really not wanting to do that much running, not wanting to stretch a field, how impressive that is. Mm. And that's exactly the way in which he created this first goal for Harry Kane And the Kane stamina well. that he's got, the energy, Jimmy, mm. he looks like he can go on and on. Absolutely. And to add to Andy's point as well, when that doesn't work, it looks like there's no plan. It looks a little bit headless chicken, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like a man just running into mm-hmm. trouble. But um, obviously when it pays off, it, it it causes absolute ruptures in defences. So mm. it's one of the... It's, it's, Aesthetically high risk, high reward, isn't it? Where yeah. some of, some of the criticism is, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's you know he's, he's making it up as he goes along. It's not the case at all. It's, it's part of the strategy yeah. is to it's unsettle defenses, and Sterling has done that so so well. The the pass to Kane is obviously a different thing. That's just mm-hmm. his quality and his vision executed so so well. But but you're right. I mean, he is absolutely undroppable. He's one of the players of the tournament. Yeah, and and his and his defensive work as well. Obviously, didn't need that much against Ukraine, mm-hmm. but certainly against Germany, dropping in there, which. Again, he just puts in such a shift. And him and Luke Shaw down that flank, Andy. I mean, Shaw was phenomenal yeah. last night. Spurred yeah, on really by good. Jose Mourinho, perhaps. Um, but <laughs> but uh, was Mourinho even in the crowd? He arrived in Rome the other day, I think, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> I know. But, uh, but, I mean, Luke Shaw, what a tournament he's having. He, I love the bite that he gives in mm. the tackle. And and obviously the assists and, and, and everything, but the, what he offers England down that left side is is, is fantastic. Yeah, and I, th- I think you can see um, what Jim was saying about Gareth Southgate using the squad. Mm. I, I think the freshness is so important. Yeah. And England did look fresh. Yeah. I, I think to have a little bit in reserve is something that England traditionally, not just in the first bit of the Southgate mm-hmm. regime, I think you can go back through Hodgson, Ericsson, Hoddle, any England coach that you want to mm-hmm. remember, really. England have been very bad at that, yeah. ab- about keeping a little bit in reserve. But against Croatia in the World Cup, but we, before the game, a lot of the pundits here were saying, well, you know, Croatia have played extra time twice. 
on the way to that semi-final. Yeah. But they, f- they finished that game so much stronger than exactly. England. Exactly. England. England were shot to bits. Exactly. And I think to leave that Premier League mindset yeah. of, right, let's smash it from the off. And against Let, all the press and the fans, well, not all the press, sorry, I shouldn't say that, but against large sections of the press and the fans going, well, come on, get Grealish. Get, can we not play but, five but up that's, front? That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It's a, yeah. it's a cultural thing. It's it what the players are brought up in. And it's what we're brought up in, mm-hmm. th- th- this idea that you have to go hell for leather. Yeah. Whereas for Southgate to just shut off all that noise mm-hmm. and say, no, we're not going to do that. That is not the way to mm-hmm. win the tournament. And I know, I know we're not quite there yet, but I think if, if you look back on previous Euros, mm-hmm. if you look back at, say, say, Euro 2012, for example, I think the way Spain make it to the final yeah. with playing very within themselves the whole way. Mm-hmm. And then in the final against Italy, they're like, right, mm. let's let them have it. And one of those victories... And it's, and it's, it's you know, the authoritative performance yeah. in a really big game. And the, not, not that I'm saying that England have, have necessarily picked too early. I think they've still got a lot, especially mm-hmm. when you think how much more there is to come from Sancho, Shaw, Mason Mount, who, you know, as luck would have it, mm-hmm. has, has been made to have a little breather. Yeah. Um, which, again, I think is something that works really well for England, especially mm-hmm. with the amount of um, work that you had to get through in the back half of the season. Uh, I, th- I think that idea of peaking at the end is, yeah. Well, that's clearly, convincing. That's clearly what he wants to do. I mean, obviously, we're now in the, yeah. you know, we're coming to the end. There's four teams left, and, 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 and that's been the plan, which is, as you say, Jim is being executed. But Jane Sancho came in, and it's a funny one. Obviously, he transferred to Manchester United the other day. Um, but he, but he do, comes do you reckon that's why he got picked? Yes, he's now playing Super for an English man, side, <laughs> and therefore uh, we have a duty. No, I don't think it's like um, I think I said this before. Was it Neil McCann who was playing amazing for Hearts? You know, paced Burns the fullbacks and all. Never got picked for Scotland under Craigie Brown. <laughs> signed for Rangers, and then a couple of months he signed. I think. I've, Forgive me if this is wrong, but uh, he's, he's maybe signed at the end of the season. And then by, when those first set of international friendlies or games come along in the August or September, or whatever they were, Craig Brown picks him and goes, well, you're showing a lot of maturity. and <laughs> like, He's barely kicked the ball for it. Like He's the sa- exactly the same player for crying out loud. But, uh, but with Jadon Sancho, again, it's kind of Southgate will say to him, well, give me a headache. We go in mm. there, but he's hardly kicked a ball. You know, eight minutes or whatever he got against the Czechs comes in, and okay, he wasn't amazing, but showed some some some. Brilliant I thought stuff. he was really I thought he was excellent. Well, he really was, good. He was he was he was very good. I mean, defensively, he might you know again as you know against Denmark, who are a better side than Ukraine. Um, if he's picked, we'll we'll have to do a, a little bit more perhaps. But I mean, Jim, you know, as, as as Andy's talking, the way he's rotating the squad, Southgate. And the way, you know, making the, the right substitutions and all that kind of stuff and saying to Harry Maguire, right, we've won the game, no need for a second yellow kind of yeah. thing. It is amazing. And Maguire and Henderson, we were worried about them injury-wise. Well, Henderson gets his first goal, obviously, that's a, that's a nice yeah. one. But the way he's... A slabber. Oh, yeah, well, come on. Um, Maguire comes in against the Czechs. England are already through. He comes through that and he's just taken to it like a duck to water. And with Henderson... He is getting more minutes, and and again, mm. everyone looked like they're getting stronger as it's going. Absolutely, on. and also, I mean, generally speaking, I, I don't know the stats on this, but you you certainly feel like it's quite rare that a team goes through a tournament if they're going to go all the way without at some point having extra time. Yeah. So all of these players being up to speed and and no having not just no bookings, but having minutes in the tournament. Yeah. So that they're not coming on 
making their tournament debut yeah. at absolute crunch time uh-huh. is crucial. They all feel comfortable in it. They all feel like mm-hmm. they're up and running. And he's managed that absolutely superbly. I love as well that one of the first things that happened mm. at the final whistle is that he's got his arm around Jack Grealish. Yeah. That he's, you know, he's, who knows what he said to him, but clearly he's he's managing that situation. Grealish's face on the bench was just clearly just so disappointed in in a mm. pure sense that he wants to be part of this party. Of course. of course he does. We all want him there as well because mm. he's he's such a such an entertaining player. And there will be more to come from Grealish. I'm sure we'll see him on the pitch again. Um, and let's all try not to panic about that Twitter. Um, <laughs> but he's he's managing all of these things, and genuinely, it's 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 very difficult to pick holes in what Southgate is doing you you will find people doing that but if you if you look at it with a mature sober analysis he's doing everything right and it is uncharted territory as an England fan isn't it while, while we're on mature sober analysis I have to say what I felt sorry is your hypocrisy <laughs> radar gone off <laughs> uh, yeah. but what, what I felt what I felt really really good about is the fact that a 4-0 Jordan Pickford had his Jordan Pickford moment, uh, yeah. yeah, and and nothing nothing came of it, yeah, and it was four nil at the time. I thought, oh, thank God that's not coming in like the yeah. semi final or something. Yeah, yeah. also did yeah. a really unnecessary punch, didn't he? So there's maybe a couple of couple of those moments. Mm. But that's the thing, that comfort to be able to not just to spread your wings a bit in the first like hour seventy minutes of the game, mm-hmm. but then to play it out, making those subs. Um, the odd little moment like that and just to be comfy in possession mm. I mean to be able to do that in a quarter final is amazing yeah. yeah and go back to what you said about Southgate and the squad you know as soon as he did the post-match interview he was immediately talking about you know I, I immediately think of the lads who didn't make the squad who weren't in or the players who haven't been playing you think about someone like Ben Chilwell but Ben Chilwell just won the Champions League and he probably won't play now at mm. this tournament you'd be surprised mm. if he did um, yes, the COVID situation uh, with him and Mason Mount, you know, uh, but he, he must be, you know, he was, I had him down as a starter before the tournament. Same. Now, I don't think... He, Although it's close. It's very close. close between him and Shaw. Yeah. But certainly there was there was the chat there. So how do you keep him interested? How do you keep those kind of players? Mm. Because you need that harmony across everybody because everyone is pulling in the same direction, which um, seems to be um, the case. But I, I thought there's an interesting quote from Southgate. He said, uh, moments like tonight, we didn't want to take a step backward. We wanted to really grasp the opportunity rather than hope that we might win or let fate have a chance to play its part. It's so interesting, Jim, this psychology of, of what he's saying. You know, it's that old adage of, well, take and, you know, make the most or, or, or I'm not, not getting my words right here. Whatever you can control, boss that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And and uh, let's control not... the controllables. Confucius, I think it was, who said that. Right. Yeah. I'm Confucius very said Confucius. control the controllables. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was whatever you can control, boss that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Own it. Own it, son. <laughs> exactly. Be the mayor of it. And uh, and and that's it. You know, this kind of oh we're, well, we're here. Let's just kind of hope for the best and so on. He's thinking no. If we apply ourselves against Ukraine, it shouldn't be mm. too much of a problem. And again, the maturity, but, you know, great to see Kane getting a couple of goals oh, and nearly perfect. scored again, a perfect, perfect hat-trick. Yes. My goodness. I mean, we also haven't we haven't assessed yet that he nutmegged the keeper with a header. How often do you see that? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Because yeah. we've all been waiting for Kane to ignite, really, at the tournament. Mm. I don't think 
I don't think anyone really doubted that he had it in the locker. Maybe, mm. maybe at times, but we're all hoping he would get up to speed. And yeah. as has been said many times before and, and on this podcast, it, Harry Kane gold droughts do not last long, whether mm. he's whether Absolutely. he's slightly unfit, whether he's slightly out of form or not, he plays his way back into form. That's and that the, was that's, perfect. That's the thing with him. The way that the world views Harry Kane, it's unusual for a player of um, such high profile who, who's clearly elite and has unanimous approval. But the public view of Kane and the Kane view of Kane are two very, mm. very different things. If If he's dropping off, if it's not quite happening for him... He will think, yeah, I just need to play more. Mm. That that is it, and he, he has total faith in himself. Mm. Nice to hear him right. see a mouthing. We go four four two when they were at one nil. Did you see that? <laughs> well, he's a leader, of, isn't he? Yeah. And this is the great thing about England as well. It's that a lot, a lot of these players are captains at their clubs, mm. and you're really, really seeing that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, Harry Maguire's head around it. You're having a bit of that all day long. When I, that goes in, you think, here we go. Yeah, that's the yeah. moment. He's such a hero to England fans. I had I had a sense that he, he, might, he might have something. No, I had a sense that he might have something oh, like did that you? in the locker. Yeah. I thought he was offside. Game. I'll be honest with you. That's the only goal that I didn't actually celebrate in the moment because I genuinely thought he what, was offside. Well, because his head's quite large. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, if you see his arm outstretched. When I was watching, well, as the free kick was about to be taken, I was looking, thinking, where's Maguire? And I looked at him and I thought... <sighs> might be just offside and the ball comes in and he slams it into the net. The whole place goes wild and I was thinking, oh, I don't know, he might be offside. And then I, I honestly waited until they kicked off and then I went mad myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so slab, Ed. Yeah, but, but you, you know, you mentioned earlier the early goal helped England and it absolutely did. And that goal to start the second half, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect because I remember turning around to a chap I was watching it with just saying, I want a nice relaxing second half here and bang. I mean, you couldn't have asked for more. 3-0 yeah, up. It was great. Uh, you know, after 51 minutes or whatever it was. But that won't always be the case for England. And and, and it will be interesting if they do concede. What? How do they react? Yeah. Or if they're up and, and, you know, they go behind. We haven't seen this side at this tournament go behind. Yeah. You know, they say that about Italy though. And then Italy concede their first goal when they're 2-0 up. Yeah, in Austria. ideal circumstances, though, right? They've, you know, you're pretty certain they're going to win the game at that point. So if England go like one nil down, well, they had, they had a little bit of a flutter, but it's just a oh yeah, anecdotally, that's that's quite good that we don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. Mm. So and I, imagine, could, I could see I could see the same thing happening to to, to England. Imagine what a flex it would be if like England kick off, <laughs> just kick it down the pitch and deliberately score an own goal. <laughs> Right in like the first second. Like, come on. We just don't want to think about we, it anymore. What did you think of that? <laughs> Be a surprise move. <laughs> uh, one that I wouldn't want to get behind. Um, but yes, uh, you, you know, it, it's incredible. No England manager has won more knockout games at major tournaments than Gareth Southgate. Wow. How about that for a stat? He is methodically going through this, isn't he? I think that's the approach that I he's th- taking. I think he is a really good example of how different international and club management are Mm -hmm. because there was always a sense especially when he got the job of he's the caretaker he's available Mm -hmm. he's the company man and what has he done at club level it doesn't matter what he's done at club level and that really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. at international level i think you look at the way his attention to detail in every realm that's necessary and maybe some maybe some of those things aren't so necessary in like you know cultivating a relationship with a country that mm-hmm. in a very very different way say someone like Luis Felipe Scolari did with with Portugal mm-hmm. I think is understanding of the whole processes of the FA and 
every level of development is super important. Mm -hmm. It makes you think that he could be one of those coaches, regardless of what happens in this tournament, who could be who could be a ten era in the England job. Yep. I, I I think because he's just got that great calmness and sense of the mm -hmm. overall. But yeah, that, all that stuff at the beginning about you, you know, well, what has he done? It, it doesn't matter. But I think Andy, the club the, level one stuff. of the most impressive things about Southgate, he 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 learns a lot, and I know people will think, well, obviously, well, <laughs> well not, no, yeah, it's not always the case, you know. I think, I mean, if you remember, mm. Stuart Pearce was was he number two or, or in Capello's backroom staff, and we thought, okay, is he going to be groomed, or what, mm. what's going to happen there with regards to, to, to further positions? And and we can point to other people. Southgate was an under twenty one manager for ages, and I remember being at St George's Park once and, and interviewed Southgate. It was ahead of I think it was the European under twenty one championships, and and the way he was, he he was like your kind of your 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 um your sort of summer camp leader or something, you know, welcoming the lads in. They obviously enjoyed his company, but he was in charge, and 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 the way but he thought, yeah, he he really kind of relishes this, and they're responding, and there was a nice, lovely atmosphere, um. But he sees those under-21s, how they respond. What's it like to go away to tournaments, learn the lessons, because these younger players, some of them are already superstars. A few of them, but you know, mm. some big names. Others you know, will be, go on to be big names. Learn the lessons there. Then he gets in the England job, learning the lessons of, of Russia World Cup and, and all this kind of stuff. And I think that's the impressive thing. As you say, he sees the whole picture. He sees how the camps are. Um, you know, We remember Baden-Baden, what an absolute... Mm. you know madhouse that was with a different time a, very, a more innocent time a, 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 well maybe uh, not a more innocent, innocent time innocent is not the word that <laughs> I would use Andy Brassels especially some of the stories that were regaled before the, anyway less about that the better but there was that and then you have the, sort of the prison camp of Capello and so on and then you had Hodgson and Neville and, and so yeah. on which was sort of really sort of neither here nor there it and, is really interesting though isn't it that we've always had this image of England that it has to be the lions roaring yes. and beating the chest yeah, 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 yeah. and Gareth Southgate is totally apart from that yeah but he gets it though he understands yeah. The, yeah. Sort of the tension between these things and you know, when you mentioned Spain earlier now England are not as good as that Spain side because they're one of the best you know especially 2012 one of the best international sides of all time but there are a few little comparisons in that in 2008 when Spain uh, won the Euros Luis Aragones was, was uh, his style of play People were not happy with that in Spain. Mm. They wanted something different. You're always going to get that, aren't you? Of course. Do, do, genuinely, do you think... I don't think anyone's that... complaining about this performance, by the no, way. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. But do you think that comes from the circumstances in which England won the World Cup? In that they did win it with a barnstorming 4-2 victory at Wembley over the Germans. I cannot and it was believe, all very, Jim, like... why are you mentioning that? No, but... but, but Jim. That, no, you, you're doing me a disservice by <laughs> even saying that. But do you think that's where... Because it's part of England's football national identity to want that isn't it is mm. to, to effectively to want that style of football in every game and if perhaps that hadn't been the case mm. may, maybe it would be maybe expectations would be different yeah quite possibly I think that England with the pace of the Premier League um, and the, the direct approach of English football and culture over the years you want that to translate to international football and mm. even if at times rarely but the odd occasion where actually it does go okay you just can't keep it up for us. But it's it's hard to change a culture. It's hard to change hard, a, the yeah. expectation yeah, I mean, we're of talking an international about, football team's culture. We're talking about over a century of culture exactly. in, in in the case of England, mm. aren't we? Yeah, and yeah. that's what I mean when I refer back to that game because mm. there you know there are still people alive who talk about it, and it echoes down the ages. Like you meet people who were, you know, who weren't alive at Euro '96, and it's like that's quite weird and surprising, mm. and they're learning about it from the endless montages about it now. And it's like, oh, of course, you don't think about this in the same way, but it. But it carries on, and these are the expectations that the team have to deal with. 
Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Right, it's time for a quick break. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Let's see how we got on in the final round of Betway's Four to Score. Across the Euros this summer, there's been £250,000 up for grabs across five rounds of Four to Score, and it's completely free to play. In Game 1, it was Switzerland versus Spain. Andy picked Harris Seferovic. The result was Jürgen Zakiri, because Denis Zakaria's goal, um, he was an own goal. Uh, the first goal, so that didn't count. So it then goes to the second one, which was uh, Shakiri, of course. Game two, Belgium versus Italy. Pete picked Chiro Immobile, and the result was Nicola Nicolo Barella. And uh, game three, Czech Republic versus Denmark. Jim, you picked Casper Dolberg. Of course, it was Thomas Delaney. Thomas Delaney. Dolberg did score. Though. He did score. Uh, game four, Ukraine versus England. Cope picked Harry Maguire. He did score, but it wasn't the first one because the first one was Harry Kane. So there we are. Zero. Out of four. But so close. And, All of them so mm, close. And, so, and yet so far, Andy. Uh, but yeah, get involved uh, with, with Ford to score further T's and C's supplies. Of course, you've got to be 18 or over and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to be gambleaware.org. Yes, we're asking people on Twitter how they feel about England last night. Ukulele Kev, it was the opposite of hard slash difficult. Can't remember the word, though. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. Uh, Bob Wilcox, it was so good that I felt a weird lack of euphoria. This must be like when Manchester City win the League Cup. (laughs) Uh, Rob calls every win Southgate uh, gets uh, Southgate a little more credit with those who just want attacking football. He shouldn't need to be earning that respect by now. Clearly has a plan. Chuffed to bits, but hungover. Nice one, Robbo. We've got an email as well from Pace Randolph. I mean, <laughs> all right, brilliant. Yeah, the, well done. The fastest hand in the West. Well done, your parents. <laughs> I'd like to open up the discussion on what lengths people are having to go around the world to watch our beloved three lines as they bravely march on through the mangled remains of every slug and minnow the Euro has <laughs> thrown their way. I'll start because I'm currently living up a mountain in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, <laughs> northwestern New South Wales. This morning I woke up at 4.15 to drive 30 minutes to the nearest town with a 4G signal strong enough for me to tether my laptop to my phone in the car and watch the game in the pitch black of a winter <laughs> night on the side of the highway. <laughs> on top of this, I was FaceTiming my screen to my girlfriend, who was also madly riding around the bush in another part of the country in order to find a location to stream from. She eventually found a spot and we, and we were able to watch the rest of the game together over the phone. And what a game. Worth every effort. Come on, boys. Pace Randolph. I, I mean, are these the ultimate couple goals? I think are, so. Is this the best couple on earth? Yeah. Brilliant. I, I wonder, and what an effort. I wonder if we should have a whip round to pay for their phone bills because <laughs> yeah, it's such a great so effort. great. Yeah. Is it, can anyone top that? Get in touch. I'd be surprised if anyone can come near that, but that, have a go. Step up. That is incredible. There was a lot of uh, English people who live on the continent travelling to Rome because obviously... Uh, you couldn't travel if you if you live on the island of Britain. So there were those who live in Berlin or Vienna, all 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 around uh, mainland Europe, who were who were travelling to Rome. There was quite good stories there. People were just like, yeah, all in, sleeping at sort of train stations, all the rest of it. Blah blah blah. blah got there, and there was about two and a half thousand England fans in the stadium. Like you could hear the chants, which was quite impressive, really, if you think about it. You know, I mean, that is the thing, really, about staying 
cool and calm for the tournament. That whereas there might be euphoria here, mm. I'm sure the players feel quite relaxed about it. They played in front of a sub twelve thousand crowd. Yep. Yeah. That, that nice time, but yeah. it, it wasn't like you know mm. the the whole release of the the, the Germany game. Well, example. you pro- and in fact, it probably did them good having that game away from I agree. home after Germany. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so we shall see. I mean, they're going to play Denmark in the semi final, of course, uh, on Wednesday. The other semi final will be Spain, Spain versus uh, Italy, uh, also at Wembley. I mean, the Danes got through uh, against Czech Republic, um, and I mean, their incredible story continues as well. You know, there was great emotion at the end of the the game, of course. And it, 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 we know all the obvious stuff about Denmark, but them getting to a semi-final, Jimmy's glorious. It is, yeah. There's, there's, there are. It's a, a worrying narrative, isn't it? The echoes of 1992. Yes, a Schmeichel in goal. Yeah, it's absolutely. all very. It's mm. you know, as much as we're loving this in England and and and, and loving the kind of release of that mm-hmm. quite cathartic experience, the Danes are having exactly the same, yeah. and they fear nothing mm-hmm. because of what happened earlier on. Uh, in the tournament with Christian Eriksen, they yeah. they are absolutely fearless. But also, I mean, there is so much more to it than that. People are sort of just thinking they're running on the fuels of emotion. Yeah. But you know, they they are executing their plan very very well. They're doing what England are doing. Really, they are mm-hmm. they are controlling games. They're setting the agenda. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be. I mean, this is a stern test, a far far sterner test than obviously Ukraine. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, Andy, people. I think people are sort of. I understand people are going on about the the emotions that surround this Danish side. That is understandable, but actually they are forgetting that they're a decent side. Yeah, and, the, and the spine is comparable to it, other good sides. It, it is absolutely right, and and with Denmark, you know, it, oh, you know, obviously they lost their first game. Then they played Belgium, mm. who were um, playing as though they could go on and go all well, the like way. They got to bring Kevin De Bruyne in. Exactly on a sub, but, but mean, that that, first, that's, a, that's a pretty big advantage. It's not too bad. But that first half against Belgium, they were particularly they were good. amazing. Then, of course, they knocked four past Russia. Mm. Then they they wiped the floor with Wales, mm. and then against Czech Republic. And Czech Republic are a better side than what people have been. They're really thinking. good, I think. So, uh, to, yeah. So, and that first half, Denmark, they were impressive. There were two halves of this, really, yeah. because the fact that they conceded that that, that had a. A first half that went completely to plan. Mm. Then they concede the goal to Schick yep. early on at the start of the the second half. And then you think, what do you do? How that, do you then play it? And they have to really dig in. Yes. So they show two ways of winning. And they didn't really look game. like conceding a second. No, Schmeichel had his moments, mm-hmm. um, which makes you think his family not only own the Premier League but the Euros as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but but yeah, that the, the way they saw it out was 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 very very impressive. Yeah. What about that cross for the second goal? I mean, there has been some beautiful. Muller, that, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. There's been some absolute. Do you know what it reminded me of? Hurlit to Van Basten against England in in uh, 1988. You remember that goal? Yes. That sort of outside of the boot curled yeah. pass. I mean, it was perhaps. Although I do think I I know what you're saying with the international context, but obviously I would say this. But Ricardo Quaresma is sitting at home going, "You owe me money. You owe me money." <laughs> I think that that goal, Dolberg's goal, is one of the moments of the tournament because, and I don't think I've ever seen this before. The goal and the celebration yeah. of the goal were part of the they same were baked movement. in, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it was glorious, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, mm. he's he's got a very unemotional face, Casper Dolberg. He's very handsome, but with a very unemotional face. You feel as if he's going to sort of, you know, score the goal, 
slip on some sort of navy blazer, deck shoes, mm. step onto a, a boat that's worth four million pounds <laughs> yeah. and sail into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Which you... is maybe possible with how much space they've got behind the goal at Baku. I, I, I don't know. What do you think of Denmark's back line? I mean, you've got Christensen, of course, who won has the Champions League. Has improved enormously yeah. under Tuchel. But he was, yeah, exactly. You see that when he goes, he comes on for Thiago Silva in the Champions League final, just slots in, yep, I know what I'm doing here and was, was immense. Kier's uh, a great leader. Exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, Vestigard is is putting in performances. Yeah. And behind them, they've got Schmeichel. Yeah. England are going to have to do a lot against that, that back line. I mean, yeah. again, one can get a bit all euphoric after that 4 0 win but this is a this is i think this is a sterner test if people think this is going to be the same as as, as ukraine and bearing in mind the goals came at the right times for england to make it more comfortable yeah, and, and I, to basically think... to basically say to ukraine lose interest as soon as you as soon as you can in, t- in terms of match management mm. I, I think the the danes have been really good mm. since since they've got past those first two games which we can't imagine what it was like for them to mm-hmm. to play those but um I think as as well, we talk about England getting away from Wembley and being able to breathe, take it in, take stock. Well, Denmark have had the ability to do that twice. And I think if you look at the game against Wales, they weren't 4-0 better than Wales. No way. Mm. Like, like Wales had their moments in, in that game. But the way... They, but maybe the first 20 minutes, but they were better the, than Wales. The, the, I'm not saying they weren't better than Wales. They weren't 4-0 better than Wales. And Wales felt certain moments went against them, of course. But I think the way that they managed that and then just picked them off, yeah. that was really, really impressive. Mm, indeed, yeah. Uh, what about Patrick Schick? He's had a great tournament. Mm. Drew he, level, five five goals apiece with Ronaldo. I don't know who's got the most assists. Penaldo. Penaldo. I don't know who's got the most assists, though, because that, that, doesn't it go to that? I hate that. I absolutely hate Is that. that. Right? Yeah, it, it, they did that in the in the FIFA World Cup as well. When, um, as opposed to the other World Cups, uh, when um, there was a number of players, was it the World Cup? I'm thinking of when Thomas Muller won it in um, 2014. So it's assists, not penalties. I believe so. That's how that. That's how the, it goes to. And, and who's got the? Well, and I just sort of think the way if it if it was a level, I'm sure like Ronaldo's won so much stuff. I'm sure he'd just ring up Patrick Schick and go, "Yeah, you can have it. I'm fine." Yeah, that does sound like him. That's what he do. But I just think that with the with regards to the assists, like what's that got to do with anything? Yeah, it's on the goals. Just share it. Yeah. If if two people, just give it to the man who scored from the halfway line. Yes. That's. That's better. Yeah. The furthest distance, (laughs) combined distance, the furthest out all your goals were, that's how you win it. Yeah. Would Ronaldo be what? Six, six, yeah, five (laughs) times 12. (laughs) Oh, 18. Sorry. It's 18. I do, I do feel a little bit sorry for the, the, the checks. One, because. I talked about Ukraine being the worst of the third place teams. Mm-hmm. I think the Czechs were the best of them. Yeah, they they were really really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were great in the group. They even had their moments against mm-hmm. England, especially in the second they half did, of, yeah. of, of that. And you you know they 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 could have won that game. Mm. I think you know you know if if a few things had gone their way. My goodness, it was attritional in that in in that second half. But it would have been just a. Like quite a nice story, actually, them coming back to Wembley. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, we talk yeah. about the significance of that. But them coming back to, to, to Wembley and like trying to slay the ghost mm, of Euro yeah. 96. I know we're banned about talking about Euro 96 mm-hmm. now. Um, but I found out a really interesting thing, actually, how Vladimir Schmitzer in Euro 96 got married between the, the semi-final and the final. 
which is really weird. Mm. So basically... Someone he met at Euro 96. <laughs> they were like, let's do it. I don't, I let's don't, do it. We I, can't go to Vegas, but we'll do it here. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of like 96 Wembley as Vegas. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, 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 went, he went to the coach at the time. I've, I've just completely... I, 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 I'm, I'm getting married, by the way. I forgot to mention it, but I'm getting married <laughs> later in the week. And he said, well, if we win the semi-final against France, you can do what you like. So he went away, mm-hmm. got married, and then and then come back for the final. Wow. How about what that? What honeymoon. Yeah, it's decent, that, isn't it? Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Well, gentlemen, we uh, are looking forward to England versus uh, Denmark. And well done, those Danes. Um, there'll be 60,000 uh, Wembley. See that? that I, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I hope... Well, again... This is me doing the old England fan routine. Well, I hope that doesn't put too much pressure on the players. Yeah. Again, trust at some point. At some point in the tournament, you're going to have to deal with pressure. And I feel like mm. he has prepared them for every eventuality. Mm-hmm. Like basically, if Gareth Southgate's your dad, inside your tournament rucksack, you have got uh, summer clothes. Yes. You've got um, a micro fleece that packs mm-hmm. all the way down. Mm-hmm. Pen knife. Um, yeah. You've got. Um, some sort of waterproof sea shoes yeah. as well. Well, sea shoes need to be waterproof. Um, you've definitely got a small cagoule in there. Yeah, sea yeah, shoes. Yeah. yeah. A sea shoes a thing? Yeah, sea shoes are, you just, are, you can are, walk are a thing. You hike on water? Yeah, you, 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 you don't want to be stood on like a very stony mm. riverbed. Oh, I see. That's why you're not England coach. Basically. <laughs> I should say so. And I'm sure that I'm sure they'll have loads of like power gel and energy oh, bars yeah, in there and so. all, all that very sort of stuff. So. Yet it will still be in a bag that is, you know, okay to carry and not going to break your bag. And like a personalized letter of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You're confusing this with the Duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> I think that's what's happening here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's a good way to end the show. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble on tomorrow's show. I'm back with Luke and Pete. Promises to be an absolute cracker, everybody. Mm. So get your ears around that. Uh, until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, England. See you tomorrow. Confusingly, as well, in some parts of Spain, when they say chorizo, what they will mean is like bribes. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, we see. Like a policeman saying, give me the sausage. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Lincolnshire. (laughs) (laughs) Glasgow Square. (laughs) The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.